So, hey, conspiracy theory, and I don't, not that I believe it or don't, but there are conspiracy theories about body doubles, which I think if you are an uber famous person, you're not going to be available every single day. I just don't, I just don't think so. I, I agree. I'm, I would take a body double. Richard, your body double would be a strong Squidward. <laughs> but I do think that they exist, right? So listen, and what we look at on the internet can be dubbed if artificial intelligence can create <laughs> photos of like random people. What are we watching on, on the internet at times? Oh my Lord, oh, that does look good. That's so good. First of all, can we please apologize to our listeners? Um, oh, wait, have we this started? takes me back to Toronto. Yeah. We have started just, to Toronto. Just mute we yourself. Decided to mute order, yourself. We, de- we decided to order, what was that? Um, what did we order? You guys ordered a smorgasbord of soup, basically. And Channing proceeded to just slurp soup. his soup like the Thai, Thai noodles. It was like Thai noodles. Oh, it was pho. Some pho? Pho. Yeah, I'm people were not guy. happy. Uh, but leave guy. it to Richard to be crushing his breakfast burrito right now. I'm very jealous. As we talk about body doubles. So with that said, take a shot. People have actually caught on to that. They've let us know that they've been pretty drunk during these episodes. Y'all are welcome. Um, It is Road Trippin', Channing Fry, Richard Jefferson. I'm Allie Clifton. Can we actually, before we dive into anything NBA related, because we were just talking about this, if you did have to have a body double, who would it be? What would it look like? You just said his would be a handsome Squidward or a big Squidward. You know what's crazy, and this is a a wild one? Uh, When I played with Jared Jeffries, him and I are like almost the same size. We're the same complexion. We almost wear the same size shoe. I don't, our faces aren't the same, but our build was the same. I'm a little bit bigger than he is now. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I would say Jared Jeffries probably would be my body devil. Doesn't your face have to kind of look alike, though? Probably. Well, obviously not. If it's a conspiracy theory, people have the little plastic things like Mission Impossible. (laughs) (laughs) Or you could just put a mask on. You can put a mask on nowadays. You can wear a mask outside nowadays. Uh, Body double for me would probably be either like a Miami LeBron or like Orlando Dwight. Or like a half suck Werther's original. <laughs> Dude, you're that damn burrito. Speaking of body doubles, though, there was one last season. Remember when that uh, moment went viral uh, at a Laker game? I believe it was a Houston Rockets player's brother uh, of LeBron, where everyone thought that he had a body double in the crowd. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It was, it was wild. It was hilarious. Um, But we begin in Los Angeles. We're going to start in Los Angeles with what happened on Friday during the Lakers-Memphis game. Not so much the actual game, um, but the extracurricular fun that happened surrounding that game. If you are just finding this out via road tripping because you're an avid listener and don't really pay attention to the NBA, we'll just get you caught up real quick. During Memphis-Lakers on Friday, the Lakers did end up winning 122-121. Shannon Sharp who we have talked about on this podcast. Richard had a moment with Shannon Sharp over the summer, um, which was very professionally and respectfully handled. 
Um, obviously, uh, very big in the media space, but his resume as a um, football player speaks for itself. Okay, yeah. we're just gonna leave it at oh, that. Yeah. Um, he was going back and forth with the Grizzlies. Um, started with Dylan Brooks, then went to Jaw, then went to Jaw's father. Uh, and then all of a sudden, Steven Adams is a part of this mix. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the trash talk escalated at halftime. It was then squashed by the end of the third quarter uh, between Jaws' dad, uh, T, and Shannon Sharp. Shannon then went on his show um, with Skip Bayless yesterday and did a monologue apologizing to everyone, including his stylist, LeBron, the organization with the Lakers, the Grizzlies, Dylan Brooks, Jaw, etc. I just want to know what your take was on all this. We had a lot of fun with it in the studio. I was, it was going on. You can imagine Geeter was hosting at halftime, uh, our friend Geeter, and he was awesome. I thought the quote from Shannon to Dave McMenamin was hilarious at the time, basically saying that they didn't want none of this smoke. Uh, Do you see how big he is? Which one? Yeah, Steve Adams. Or uh, uh, no, Adams. Those are the two. So, those are two very big dudes. The two of them in a very different clip, way. Watch the clip. I've never seen one person move another person like this. Steven Adams, the trainer, tried to stop him. Steven went, <laughs> watch the initial clip. Because Steven Adams is moving real grown men like chess pieces out of his face. They're like, Steven, stop. He's like, boop, boop, and like, get out of my face. And like, no, move it. He's, he's so big. Dude, he's so strong. I don't know yeah. what weights he lifts. Because he's not That's like just... he's shredded. That's just like. What do you? Does he just wrestle things? No, he's does just he, a big. He's just a big, big dude. I feel like, like he squeezes, but, squeezes waters, the water out. Is, of palm is this trees. about Stephen Adams? Or I don't know what he's. I don't know. I don't know. I, I was about to. I was about to address this. I was about to address it. So, <laughs> so okay. One, one. This is what I say. Even when I had a little disagreement with Shannon, Shannon is a professional. He really is, and I think. In the moment, it escalated really quickly, even though they were kind of talking shit back and forth, blah, blah, blah. And he, you know, just whatever. I think he regrets it, obviously, because that's not who he is. Like, from that standpoint, like, he's not like he's a sports fan. Like, he, this is what he does for a living. So, like, for him to get into it, I think that part he's probably embarrassed of. He is embarrassed. It's like, dude, like, mm -hmm. I can't be one of those fans that's having like, altercations with like players and shit. Like I think that part sucks as far as the entertainment side of it. Oh, the shit was hilarious. The shit was hundred percent hilarious. <laughs> like he didn't do anything like in that moment, but it's just like when you're in those first few rows, there's a level of respect. There's a level of, of um, just kind of like security that you, you know what I'm saying? Like when people put you in those seats, they expect you to behave in a respectful manner. And so like to not, that's the part because now the whole arena is watching you. You know, so. Richard, can I, can I say this? Number what? one, the Memphis Grizzlies talk easily the most shit of any team in the NBA. It's not even close. Yeah, yeah. They, they talk fine. the most shit of any team, but not more shit than like, not more shit than like, teams that we fucking the Pistons yep, totally. or so like here's my the point. Boston yes, Celtics. Now, here's my point. If you and a fan, I knew players that when they weren't having a good game would pick a fan and start talking shit to them to get themselves going. So like mm -hmm. the interaction sometimes, especially a player like or a person like Shannon, because Shannon's not going to do anything, right? Because he's not a Joe Schmo off the street. 
He's a media guy. He's a big fan. Like, what what do you think Reggie was talking to Spike? Like, what do you think those conversations were like? And they let that go, whatever. So why are you being sensitive that, like, one fan is talking shit to the one player and they're going back and forth, right? It doesn't – it's not going to do – especially a player like Shannon, right, to me. I say let it ride, to me. You have to let that ride because – I think number one, it's entertaining. Number two, it's it shows a level of like intensity where people are like, well, nobody cares about these games. But like if you have certain fans that are just like, you know, I, I think if Dylan Brooks hadn't said just flat out, fuck you, you're a, like you're a bitch or whatever he said to him, I don't know, whatever he said. I think if Dylan Brooks were actually like talking shit, like, man, you ain't doing nothing, unk and blah, 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 and we're about to bust their ass. Mm-hmm it probably would have stayed a little more cordial, but I don't know telling a 50 year old man built like Hercules, you know, you know, shut the fuck up. Like, I, you know, he probably got kids and shit. So, you know, for me, I, there has to be some type of cadence of shit talking because that's also fun part of the game. So, but I, then, so at the point. end, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you almost blame the Grizzlies. Like the Grizzlies should not engage with them. And again, even if you know who yeah. the fan is or isn't the fan, walk to your locker room. When everyone wants to start coming over and turn it into something else, no, no, no. The yeah. Grizzlies, in my opinion, were like, I don't want to say wrong. They want I'm, to not talk gonna tell, shit. I'm not I'm not yeah. gonna tell people how to I'm not gonna tell people how Feel. to emotionally react. Feel. But as a team, and there's a fan chirping, like oh. as long as he ain't crossing a boundary, right? And let it go because they talk more shit than anybody else, you know, and that's great. We like it, but it's like, don't have a fan there. Then you walk towards the fan and start engaging him and doing all yeah. now. Now, like he's embarrassed from the way it escalated, but they should be embarrassed from the way like you guys try to turn this into like a little bit more of a spectacle. Y'all going to try and fight a fan. Forget that it's Shannon Sharp. You're gonna I do want to be fair. I do want to be yeah, and I do want to be fair with um, to both sides, obviously, and give just at least what Shannon told Dave McBenham and what was reported, because then I do have a question in terms of, you know, the level for which Shannon is in the media space, et cetera, from your point of view. But Shannon said at halftime, he told Dave McBenham, they didn't want this smoke, Dave. They do all that talking and jockeying, and I ain't about that jockeying. It started with Dylan Brooks. I said he was too small to guard LeBron. He said... Fuck me. I said, fuck you back, which is my favorite part of all of this. He said, fuck me. I said, fuck you back. He started to come at me and I said, you don't want these problems. And then Jaw came out of nowhere talking. He definitely didn't want these problems. Then the dad came and he obviously didn't want no problems, but I wanted anything they had. Don't let these fools fool you now. I do want to ask, because I I know that there were some people on social media right after it happened. Does the NBA do something about this because of Shannon being in the media space? And again, Shannon has handled everything the way he did yesterday, obviously apologizing, et cetera. This is not him. I just wondered because of the comments then that came from Dylan Brooks, calling him a regular pedestrian. Um, (laughs) If there is a difference. Hey, listen, no, no, no. Listen, you're on the basketball floor. They're not on a football field. They're on a basketball court. And on a basketball court, he is a regular civilian because that's where he's sitting. Okay, so you do. That's who he's talking to. And I don't mean yeah. that to be disrespectful. We know his how great he is. That's undeniable, right? One of the greatest probably like American athletes of all time across all sports to do with such a specimen. But like, let's make no mistake. The minute he puts his foot on that hardwood, oh, he's a pedestrian. 
right? Like, and that's yeah. that just has to be your approach, right? Like, and that's not like mm-hmm. it's it's a funny shot, but like we don't view that as like disrespectful. It's like you no. can't do what we do. Like, yeah. I can't do what you do, but you can't do what we do. So sit your ass over there and enjoy the show. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Right? Like, See, that's, that type you know? of shit talking, I yeah. like. Yeah. Right? like I remember Ron okay. Artest. So we were in Sacramento. This is when Ron was in Sacramento. And uh, this one fan was talking to him, and I was on the Knicks, right? I think that's when I was. Knicks or the Blazers back then. And I remember this fan said something to Ron, and he was like, hey, what? What time is your mom gonna get home? <clears throat> the guy's like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah." What What time is your mom gonna get home? He's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" He goes, "Yeah, yeah. I got a I got a panties. She left her panties in my, in my oh, locker." Gracious. <laughs> oh, gracious! So then him and this dude started going at it, and then Ron was like, "That's all I needed." I was like, "No, that's not all you needed. No, I don't want this." Like, shut up, fan. You know, like, but he, <laughs> he just picked the dude. It just started saying like just crazy shit to him to get him going, and I was just like, "Dude, this is amazing!" Like, dude, it's amazing I, like, that I still remember that. But yeah, like, dude, a fan talking shit is just like, as long as it doesn't cross the line, you're not gonna go fight him, right? To go fight that was the part. That was the part is, that was just like that like, was the part. On, like, bro, man, it's halftime. It's halftime. What do you like? That's the part where, like, mm-hmm. look, I think win the game parties, and you lost. Both, both both parties have some blame in this, and I understand both sides. But the minute you start going to engage a fan, a pedestrian, man, just keep a put. But I will say this: I guarantee the NBA had a conversation. The NBA, I, I like listen, bro. Oh. Like well, yeah, like I, I bet you he they got had a conversation got a because conversation. it was a media member, like, or and, I, and I don't want. I'm not saying because. Uh, Yes, because but I, I think part okay. of it is because of who he is, and like that's part of like let, let's I, again. I'm making this up, but I imagine how is, I have seen the NBA work in the past. Oh, why well, yeah, I've seen the way where they're like, "Hey, uh, we'd like to review the incident because they review the incident even with other people, and then they'll make a decision. So if they review the incident and it's like, "Hey, listen, Shannon, like." This, you know, this can't, this type of stuff. You can talk, you can go back and forth, but I imagine they were like, this shit can't ever happen again, bro. Yeah. Standing up and telling them to come over here and come get some of that smoke with that cardigan. It's, you know, <laughs> probably ain't the best. Did you see the way he looked in that cardigan, though? He was just like, Dunk. shout out to his side. He, he's, he's a big dude. I need to get on his program. You got the weight. You got no, the you mass. Don't. No, you don't. You got to tag, you got to I have thick on, legs. Muscle. I'm thick legs. It's power. That's where all the power is, Richard. With four C's. Okay. Is that how we say thick? Four C's. Um, okay, let's stay in the West. Four C's. Damn. Damn, Allie. <laughs> four? With, I knew that was coming. Two and a half, With the Allie. Lakers. Two and a half. Um, stop it. We're going to stay in the West with the Lakers. Then we'll move around the league because – the NBA trade deadline is approaching. And we've had a lot of conversations lately. Are the Lakers going to make a move? I know that you guys have been talking about it on y'all show. And they made a move. They yes, made they a move, did. obviously, getting Rui Hachimura and sending Kendrick Nunn in three second round picks to D.C. Um, do you guys like the move? Do you think there's another move? Does this move anything for you guys when it comes to the Lakers and what they could potentially be? It doesn't move anything. It makes them better. It makes them better. It makes them better. But it still doesn't address the ultimate need. 
right? But it makes them better. Look, you get a guy that can score like 12 to 17 points on any given night. That's a, that's a, that's yes. Has he ever done that in his career? No, I'm saying he's averaging like 13 points a game. Like, I think his last season, I think this year is number yeah, yeah. So, like, I see how much Channing watches the Wizards. <laughs> I'm not, I've, I had to do my homework recently. They're typically not on the homework assignment either, but no. recently because of the trade I did. Well, no, I, you, I have you, an opinion. I'm being a troll. I'm being a troll, and you'll no, see no. why I'm being a troll. Okay, go but, ahead, go ahead. Finish your point. No, no, no. no. The, the only point that I, I was, I was um, going to say is that, like, it does make them better. I like the move, right? Like, second-round picks, you give up three of them. You're like, man, like – not saying that it's a lot. I don't want to say that, but they just have very few movable assets. So like, you know, that's, you know, three second round picks. If you, when you don't have assets, right? Like OKC three second round picks is laughable. They're fucking, who cares? For the Lakers, it's like everyone has to be so calculated over these next like two years. So it's a good move. I don't think it changes anything. It will take some, a little bit of stress off of fucking, off of Braun and some of those guys because you have a good player. That, but it doesn't address the need. Hang on, really quick the before you jump, need, jump in, Channing. Rich, what doesn't it address? Like, what need are you talking about? Well, I think I think the the Lakers need for shooting and spacing. That that's still they're not that I, to me. And I know that they have shot the ball like moderately okay for a good stretch. But ultimately, like with LeBron James, if you don't have that spacing and shooting, it, ju- it you just they don't have anybody that, that, you know, Troy Brown Jr. Like these are the people that they're being called upon. Right. And I'm saying it's like, like they just, to me, they need more shooting and more floor spacing. That's what they need. He can space the floor, but he's like a hybrid slasher forward. He's not a person that like, you're like ultra scared of from three. They need like two shooters in whatever position. Right. A fucking I'm not saying they're going to get any of these people, but like an Al Horford five and a, you know, you know and you know, some sort of two guard that you, like know, a, you can't uh, leave open a, a, a Covington. Like right? Doug I, McDermott. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just like just somebody that you're like, oh, we can't leave him open. Just the threat of him shooting is going to open up the floor. So they got a better player. So their team will be better, but it doesn't address. They could have gotten a lesser player that was a shooter that would have opened up the floor more for them. And that's not to criticize the move. I'm just saying that like they could have gotten a lesser player, but it addressed an actual need. But people don't give up shooters anymore. It's like the game, the shooting is such a premium. They don't, they don't give them up. It's disgusting. Um, Boy, where do I start? Um, I think, I hope this is another move. I hope there's another move because I think what the Lakers saw was like they didn't have like anything shiny enough to really get something back. So they traded, you know, five nickels to get a quarter, right? And now that they have a quarter, they're going to probably, I hope, add that to some other pieces to get two quarters back. Does that make sense? So like you trade Kendrick Nunn. So, okay, here we go. Those second round draft picks and Kendrick Nunn only have it's so the much five for a bunch nickels of to a quarter, and then you're gonna take yeah. that quarter and you're gonna turn it into two quarters. You're not you're yeah. not increasing the amount. <laughs> you like? No, I am. But just here, here, hear what I'm saying. What so was you your ACT Kendrick score? Nunn. What was your ACT score? Okay, I'll I didn't take the ACT. I didn't take the ACT. There, 
Okay, continue. That was the easiest one to cheat on anyways. <laughs> right, that's why I and took then, it. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, we're not all smart and get into Toledo, the Harvard of the Midwest. <laughs> anyways, uh, Allie. Continue. So get to your point, bro. Kendrick, your point. Kendrick Nunn goes to the Wizards, who are doing whatever they want. They need probably another little shooter, some picks. And Rui just didn't have any use on that team because of Kyle Kuzma, right? And some of the other players. So you bring in Rui. He's younger. He's kind of like hasn't really been consistent at doing anything special. Maybe it was because he was in Washington. Maybe it was because of the system. Maybe it was just he was growing up. Now he's on the Lakers. Now the Lakers can pair him with something else where somebody goes, I'll take a chance on Rui for a vet, right? I'll switch you for my older guy who has skills because I want to go younger. So I'll take Rui in a bad contract because I want to open up some things. But you couldn't do that with Kendrick Nunn because of his weight. So you're just getting more weight in younger players. But also, I just don't know what Rui does. And you want him to, like, play with LeBron. Like, you have an idea, but you haven't really seen it. And also, players, right before they get traded, usually get the ultimate green light. Let's look at what he was doing the middle of the – like, the, the before the last month. Because I've been on teams where I got traded, and that last month before I got traded, they were like – Come on, Janet, get in there. You get 30 minutes. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And next thing you know, I got you. And I said, I see what happened. I see what y'all motherfuckers was doing. They're raising the value. But, like, I don't Dude. see what he does. And it doesn't – you're adding a button to a bad coat is what, uh, is okay, what I think okay, this is. Okay, okay, okay. I just don't I, get I don't think, it. I don't... Let, me, let me add this context for you guys and then go on. Because I want to kind of address two things. Rich, what you were saying in terms of more of that need. So is Bogdanovich – Boyan Bogdanovich, oh. someone that if they completed that, right, and then you do add Rui. Because Rui is 6'8", 230. You talk about the size. You talk yeah, about the, the wing defender, the length, the athleticism, et cetera. We did a show last night, obviously, on the Laker Network, and I came across this tweet from Kevin O'Connor about Rui. He's made 39% of his catch-and-shoot threes. And you guys know the value of uh, catch-and-shoot, obviously, for, playing yeah. alongside of LeBron, correct? Yes. Um He'll get more of He's those. He's made 39% of catch-and-shoot threes since his second year. So by the seasons, this year he's at 37%. Last season he was at 47%. So over the last two years, on average, about 41% on catch-and-shoot threes. And then obviously in 2020, 34%. So streaky on a low volume, Kevin had tweeted, at 2.6 per game, 359 total shots. So I'm just saying the opportunity, I think, Channing, you hit it there too, when it comes to maybe the opportunity not being there in D.C., but now you put him alongside different caliber players that will get him those open looks. Could that be a benefit and maybe be more of than just a button on a bad cardigan? That um, is and the saving grace. It's like playing with LeBron and maybe if it, when AD comes back, like you, the pressure is not on you. You just got to be simple and make shots. Right. That is the one thing that can elevate his game crazy. But again, I haven't seen enough from what he was doing in Washington consistently to go, oh, man, that is exactly the piece that we need. But you look at Bogdanovich, who just had 33 last night against a, a really good defensive Milwaukee team. That, to me, moves the needle. Now, what you have to give up for him, I don't know. Well, yeah, I you, ain't giving up three se- you ain't giving but up three second round picks for that me, bad boy. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, three second round because he first. moves the needle. You talk about a reliable defender, physical vet can drive to the hole, finishes, shoots threes, mid range, uh, a physical defender. Like that, that's a lot of things that he does 
think about Rui. You're saying he shot 45% on his threes. But how many has he shot? Yeah, I I feel like... Like, he's a slasher driver. I thought he had more of a style, like... Wait, where was he now, at before Detroit? Where was Washington. he at before Troy? Utah? Where was Bogdanovich? he at before Detroit? Yeah, Utah. Yeah. Utah. Utah. And then he was in Indiana. Remember, he was nice in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that right, the guy well, that you're yeah. kind of looking I, um, at, Rich? Is that what you're talking about? Yes, right? Like, again, now he's better. And again, I'm not, like, I like Hachimori. I like, you know, like... Love him. What about right? this? Like, think, Sorry, go ahead. I think go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Because I was just gonna say, like, I, I'd like him as a player. He makes your team better. Like, there's no dispute yeah. on that. Does he move the needle? Is he the person that can take the Lakers from eighth to fourth? No. And I obviously you wouldn't get a player like that for three first round picks, but I don't also feel like now that the floor is going to be more space. I think LeBron's gonna have a great a great outlet. I think Bron's gonna have, but if you're depending on him to be your floor spacer. That's very different. Like, yeah, he can hit okay. shots. He can hit shots. Like, he might have a three for four night. He might have a five for eight night. Like, he can hit shots. But, but is he teams a shooter? Ain't, teams ain't adjusting yeah. their defense around not letting him shoot. If he yeah. beats you instead of Braun in the paint, that's different. You throwing that bitch out to Kyle Corbin, and you're like, all right, guys, like, okay, we got to figure yeah. out which one is it going to be. We're going to play four on four. And we have to do some <laughs> shit here, right? Like, he doesn't make you change your defense, in my in my opinion, for, for the spacing that the Lakers need to move. And these opinions come from what we have or have not seen. So I'm not saying Rui, the idea of Rui is amazing. Like, I like his length. I like his athleticism. Like, I like the idea of him shooting. He just doesn't come off as a shooter. He comes off as a uh, – his, his trajectory seemed to be more of a volume score, right? A slasher scorer. And I'm going to say, quote, unquote, a Kuzma type, right? Where Kuzma uh-huh. at the beginning of his career used to catch and go. You know, like, remember Lou Aldang used to always catch things on the Ooh, move. I hated you know, that. Get his I, hate I hated him too. Loud. So a guy like to me, and then you could tell me if I'm wrong, the Lakers, if you could upgrade Patrick Beverly for, like, Kyle Lowry, that to me moves the needle a little bit. That to me moves the needle a little bit. Somebody that Braun can trust. Can hit an open three, older veteran. But but, but it's how always, many miles all, but what's does our, he have? What's our Again. goal? But what's our? Well, that's the thing. Ultimately, it's like what is our yeah. goal here? Like Kyle Lowry, in my opinion, he does make them better. But I don't know how much he moves the needle. In my opinion, at this right. point yeah. in time, this Kyle Lowry. So it just depends on like what you're. If we're talking about getting them into a top four spot, oh, they're probably two players away. With yeah. with this trade, they're still two players away from that. That's how far away, like if you two, three players away from being a top four, I ain't saying being the best team in the conference or being an NBA contender. I mean, getting you top four with talent, structure, consistency, and then you maybe count on Bron to put you put you on his fucking back. Like, How much more counting can. on him? My man got to be exhausted. No, I'm just saying, I, all I'm saying is that I'm not saying, what I'm saying is that if you can fight to get to the top four, they're two players away from just getting to the fourth spot, in my opinion. Yeah. That's a yeah. lot. That's a lot away. That's a lot. <laughs> that's they're a still lot waiting on, obviously, yeah. they're still waiting on, obviously, three key rotational guys. You got Lonnie Walker, the fourth, obviously, Austin Reeves, who does play a big part in all of it when it comes to the piece, and then obviously Anthony Davis. At the end of the day, we don't really talk about this unless Anthony Davis is on the floor. Right? Yeah. Which the yeah. expectation is he's back soon, but what will that look like? Time will tell. 
Hey, Road Trippin'. Our next partner has a product we're personally using every day. We're all taking Athletic Greens because we want more energy, better immune systems, and we all got tired of taking pills and vitamins. Want to see what the hype is all about? It's obvious. Every scoop of AG1 tastes great and helps us to feel our best in the morning. We have the peace of mind knowing that we're beginning every day with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, and even probiotics. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading in to the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash roadtrippin'. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance today. Again, go to athleticgreens.com slash roadtrippin' and get started today. Hey, road trippers, it's time to start thinking about changing your habits and really focusing on your overall health. But you don't have to make huge, unsustainable changes by following strict or trendy fad diets. Invest in your health by switching out one meal a day to Huel. That's Huel, spelled H-U-E-L. With Huel, you'll be at ease knowing you're getting all the nutrients you need in that one quick meal, beginning with this one small, sustainable change. You'll drastically increase your chances of success. Start a habit you can stick to. Huel has easy, calorie-controlled portions, so you'll know exactly what you're putting into your body. Every Huel meal is made up from natural ingredients, and the vitamins give it 160 different health benefits. Plus, Huel is super convenient. It only takes 30 seconds to shake up your meal. Then you can take it with you anywhere. Complete nutrition in under a minute. What's better than that? And you don't have to think about how healthy it is. Huel's done all the work for you. So get started today by visiting Huel.com slash roadtrippin today and make a simple change to live a healthier lifestyle. They'll even throw in a free t-shirt and shaker with your first order. That's Huel, H-U-E-L dot com slash roadtrippin. Channing, you mentioned Kyle, another Kyle, but you also said him earlier. Switching gears a minute. If you're the Wizards, are you taking calls on Kyle Kuzma? Oh, I don't know what they have internally. I don't know where the Wizards are going, right? Like the Wizards are in the worst spot in the NBA. They're kind of like in the middle. They'll they'll have games where they're really good, and then they'll have other games <clears throat> where you're like, <clears throat> are you even trying? And I just think, what what is Bradley Beal's bandwidth? Like, how's his health been? He's been in and out of lineup, hamstring, knee, foot, you know, whatever. Uh, as a GM, I think you do have to do responsibility for all calls, right? Are you taking calls on Kyle Kuzma, Rich? Well, man, to, okay. I'm taking calls on everybody except everybody. for, like, KD, Giannis, everybody. Jokic, and Embiid. No, you know, the Washington <laughs> Wizards, to me, man, I just don't know what they've been, what they're doing. I don't Bradley Beal. They draft horrible, I, by the way. I, but I'm saying Bradley Beal, I really would love to see this dude play in some meaningful games before his career is over. I can't tell you how good Bradley Beal is. I know how talented ridiculous. he is. I know. No, I'm saying I know how talented he is. I know how nice he is. But I'm like, bro, I want to see you hit a big shot like like going to a conference finals. Like I want to see you playing in in like playoff games on on fucking national television and seeing what they had a chance in 2017 richard no, I, but bro I, but, but my point is my point <laughs> is is that they've re-signed him to mac extensions they don't he's in with all due respect to bradley i don't know if he's the type of player that players are going to go to dc to play with right like like he's a talented guy he, I, he could be a one he could be a two but it's like players aren't being like oh i'm gonna go to like to dc to pair up with bradley beal so it's like if, if that's not 
strap it down, trade him for three first round picks. Bill, no, I'm saying like start, Bradley, trade him for three first round picks. I don't even know if they can now. I'm not sure what his contract situation is, but it's like trade them all and do what OKC is doing. Get a young superstar. He's he's got to be close to thirty, if not over thirty. So like, what is he doing there, making forty fucking million dollars? Because so you guys can finish, you know, Bradley Beal moves the needle now. Ten. 10 and 10 and 7. No, 100% he moves the needle. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. You could trade him for three first round picks. If that's what Rudy Gobert got, a shooting fucking league leading scorer fucking type player. Like, what? What do you get? Okay, like, you're not going anywhere with him. Right. Let's um, um, go to the top of these because I know when our listeners love when we talk about teams that may not really have anything to do when it's all said and done at the end of the season. So my question to you is the Celtics, did they just get beat again by the Orlando magic? Yes. Um, the Bucks, Shout out my dad, Jamal Mosley. Shout out Jamal Mosley. That's a bad man. I watched that. <laughs> Dude, with Jonathan Isaac back and their length, it's crazy. And I think one of the Celtics players said it, like they give off big time, young Cavs energy playing those bigs mm. like Paolo, six, nine, six, 10. Mo, well, Mo Bamba ain't really playing because he's got to get traded. Jonathan Isaac is back, 6'10", 6'11". Bobal, 7'14". You know, you have all this length, and they're active. And I was watching Wendell Carter Jr. playing great defense on Jason Tatum, like taking away the three on a rotation, sliding his feet for six two. dribbles. Yeah, and it's just like it was gross. I barfed in my mouth a little bit. But, like, oh. you know, they were playing really good defense on each on them. And it was hard for the Celtics to get downhill. So you had to settle for those, uh, like, step-back side threes. And also, the Magic made them turn the ball over a grip. And, that you know, that's their Achilles heel. If Boston turns the ball over, anybody could beat them. Yeah. Now, uh, Orlando, yes. Okay. Dude, if they can stay Orlando, healthy, I bet you uh, they make No, no, no. Orlando, they, they're close. They're, they, I don't think, like, because I think Paolo, when you look at him, like he's a he's a man already. I watched him have I watched him have I want to say he might have had 30 and KD had 40 on him. Like I don't know if it was 50, but it was definitely 40. And it was yeah, like you KD can see KD, KD, but I'm now. saying KD was locked in. KD was locked in and like yeah, like he was Paolo was still figuring it out, but this dude had like 28, like just big boying. And you're like, this dude's big boying people already. Like that's like bodying off of them, like going through their bot, like just like eating them, like they're nothing. And you're just like, he's, 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 that's a strong boy I, right there. I love the way so you're I'm saying they have a star. They have a star. Yeah. I think they have a star. Would you I trade for Van Vliet? Would you trade for Van Vliet if you're Orlando and go? For yes, it? I would. I would yes. give me some structure. Hundred percent. You see what Brunson? Yes. You see what Brunson's doing? Oh, exactly. You see what Brunson's doing? Like. Think about it. yeah, and if I'm Orlando, I would give that up. I'd have a, a a point guard that's 27 years old. I look at him like a young Kyle Lowry, right? And it's like I know he will bring stability to this fucking chaos. And yeah. once you have a stable force, think about when Chauncey Billups went to Denver and showed up, and then they go to the conference finals. Jay yeah. Kidd showing up, um, showing up with the Knicks, and then they go and have their playoff run. You know what I'm saying? Like, like. Older veteran point guards that can bring stability to chaos, 
never underestimate that shit. That shit is nuts when you like Chris Paul going to fucking OKC, then going to Phoenix. I'm saying it's littered. The like the scene is littered yeah. with like older point guards that go to places and bring calm to fucking chaos. They look like fucking genius. It's just like, no, stay over there. You fuck you stay get back. They just get back. You know what I'm saying? It's just like the way they direct traffic is fucking it's amazing to watch. I love the way your guys' brain works. And there's so much fun and intrigue around the league because you mentioned OKC and what's been fun there. And Channing, I know you've always had your eye on them. But really when I was talking about the Orlando Magic beating the Celtics, it's because I wanted to get to the Bucks for a second. Giannis returned. Obviously, it was a 20-point win over the Pistons. But at the end of the day, he scored 20 of his 29 in the first quarter. However, he and Chris Middleton were on the floor for the first time in nearly over a month. You think about the Celtics obviously, who sit atop the East. You've got Philly there in the second. You understand what's going on with the Nets, obviously, without KD. Is it the Bucks? Like, Jay, we love are this they view the... of you just, if you just, is this your hands are in the screen? Oh, this my bad. Just, just... <laughs> <laughs> he was just, like, cleaning his watch. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's, like, using the camera as a light. Like, oh, okay, I can see it. <laughs> one box, one box in Jeremiah, one box. Okay. Okay. Continue. I'm sorry. Oh, fuck yeah! Those dudes are nice. They're nice. They're just at the top. They, they just need Middleton. If Middleton, no. if Middleton's healthy, no, it's them in Boston, Brooklyn, Ooh. Kyrie. Kyrie, Kyrie listen, I'm gonna say this. I still think Brooklyn's lacking size, even when you have a seven totally foot two. Physicality. They're lacking yeah, size, yeah. and Claxton has been balling. Claxton, I don't How even know if his block record. <laughs> No, he's he, he like he had three plus blocks in like eight straight games joining like Sean Bradley. Like it was like eight or nine straight games. But part of the reason why he's blocking so many shots is because these motherfuckers are always driving to the rim, right? Like he's getting lots of attempts every single night. Like they're not funneling him. He's just coming up and cleaning up shit. And like, but they I don't think they lack they they lack the physical size if they were to play against a team that had any like real consistent physical dominant presence they would get one they Claxton would get into foul trouble and then it gets you know so let's say slim, this Here, here's a scenario around. that's the only reason why I wouldn't pick Milwaukee Brooklyn. Philly who Milwaukee wins and Boston yes Milwaukee Philly Milwaukee who wins healthy Milwaukee healthy I think okay. wins that series so I think it goes Boston, seven only because Boston of Brooklyn okay Boston. Brooklyn, who wins that series? Boston, Brooklyn, Boston. We'll see, okay, Boston, but, I, but it's I, not a sweep. I say if it goes six, no, if nice. it goes six seven, it's not a sweep, but it's six seven because I think Brooklyn's better okay. this year than where. That's what I got. Last. I got Milwaukee's a lot to me for the Eastern Conference if they're healthy. I think Bobby Portis is six man of the year. I think they're through these injuries. A lot of their guys are getting a lot of time underneath the fire that are going to help them. I think we're seeing Giannis actually, like I watched him last night. They they had motherfucking 89 points at the half or something, something crazy. He was just doing layup lines. in the lines. first quarter. Yeah, yeah, he was doing layup lines as like in the game. He's cruising and that's dangerous for the rest of the league, right? He gets to turn it on and off. And I, like Chris Middleton, I'm like, his game isn't a, a athletic game. I just want him to see him play consistently and get in shape, but they're going to be dangerous, man. And then thirdly, I got the Brooklyn Boston series. If that happens, I think it will be one of the best series ever. 
I, I think it just comes down to realistically Malcolm Brogdon versus like St- Seth Curry and Watanabe and they're in there like the extras, right? I think the additions that Boston made are going to be versus, I think Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Marcus Smart and, and their starters versus KD, Kyrie, and their guys is a, is a wash. And then you go to your bench, and then you go to coaching. Boston. And Boston's. Yeah. Boston's. Boston's. And that's like why Boston's we give it to Boston. Bench. But seven Boston, because KD and but Kyrie also, are going to win but, but, a game or two. But, uh, yeah, also because Boston, they're, they're – it just feels as great as they are offensively in the talent that they have. It still feels like their main focus is their defense, yeah. right? Like we can score 120 points. We can score 90 points. How was our defense? You can yeah. be scoring 35 a night. You can be scoring 15. How is our defense? There's other teams that are like, eh, you know, they, they're just, and that's why they've been so good. So consistently it's just yeah. because that's who they are. Right. And when they lose sight of that, you can see it. When they were 22 and 22, they just looked like discombobulated. Their defense offense was shit. Figured that shit out and showed up with the number one defense at the end of the year. (laughs) Yeah. I have have something that I think could be spicy for the two of you. Uh, More deserving of an all-star spot this year. Okay. Clay Thompson or James Harden? James Harden. Not even close. It's not even close. it's not even close, Richard. I haven't. I was about it's to say close. I have no, 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 no. James Harden missed quite a bit of time. I haven't seen James. I literally haven't watched Philly play in probably the last like week, right? I have. They haven't been on my radar because I'm not doing their games. Um, so that's why I can't. I can't speak on that. But I know he was. I knew he was out for a while, and I knew they came back. I like, like refresh me on how Philly's doing. We're Philly's the number system. two spot. Okay. But that, that, that changes. That could change. They're nine like, and 11. They're nine and 11. They're nine out of 11 in their last 11. Anyways. So this year he's averaging 21 and a half, six and a half and 11.2 on 38% shooting from three and 45% from field goal. Right. So this year he had one bad game against the, the Clippers right? Where obviously he was probably out in the streets. But since January, 27, 26, 17, 20, 16, 24, 31, 24, mm-hmm. 6 the dud, and 16. And now we go to assist. 8, 8, oh, 11, 11, wait, 15, wait, wait, 15, wait. 11, 13, 9, 14. Let, let, let's let's, like, let's that's rewind. Just one let's, let, let, let's rewind. Let's rewind. Let's, let's, let's rewind. He's played 30 what games do, what this I'll, year. What I'll do respect to Clay, what I'll do respect to Clay, there's no fucking way that he deserves to be an all-star. And I don't mean that as like a talent. I mean that as in like Clay, Clay, his, his and the Warrior standards are higher than you guys are a below 500 team or are right hovering around 500. And you know Steph's going to be an all-star. Y'all should not have two all-stars. You guys have two all-stars. You could have three oh, all-stars. Totally. But y'all, so you're y'all going have winning. been so... Yeah, I'm going 100% on prioritizing winning 100%. Like, James Harden also. Like, I've watched a couple I would, games. I would, rather have, I would rather have Clay than James, right? But James Harden got that little – it's weird because I don't know what happened. <clears throat> At the beginning of the year, you know, early, I was like, damn, 
James is a little he's, – he's better, right, from last all his, his hamstring injuries, but he really don't have that, like, pop that we used to see. Before this injury now, I was like, damn, James got a little oomph in his step. Like, he, he moved. I said he, that too. Yeah. It was I don't know what yeah. happened. But if he can get a little oomph in his step, and then Joel Embiid is, like, having one of the best years, and it's just going underneath the radar. I think people are just bored with him, you know? So we'll yeah. see. We'll see. They're, they're in a roll. The Sixers are on a roll right now. As of right now, after through the third fan re- fan returns, fan votes, obviously fans make up 50%. NBA players and media panel account for 25% each of the rest. Um, Clay's got 1.2 million. And James Harden, he's fifth amongst West guards. And then James Harden is 1.9 fourth amongst East guards. Or, yeah, backcourt. Um, okay. Can we give some love <laughs> to the Sacramento Kings? This was Are the first, and you guys know this. Well, they scored a shit out of the ball. I'm gonna tell you that. Yeah, they do. No, they are legit. Yes, they they are legit. They they're legit. They play they play a good brand of basketball. They have a good system. Their guys are playing well. Um, They've won seven like, of eight. They're third in the West. Yeah. Here, here is what. Here, are they real? Are they real? No, they are not. That's real. the same question as legit. Are they no, legit? No, 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 That's, no, no. That was my no, question. No, no, no. They're no? legit. So are they they're like, legit. They're a legit playoff season. team. They're, yeah, you can be oh, a legit yeah. playoff team. They're a legit playoff team. Are they a real playoff team? And that means that, yeah, like, yeah. are these dudes going to – do they have a potential for a conference finals? Mm-hmm. There's zero chance. There's, like, six teams that have a chance of a conference like finals. One. The Pelicans – the Pelicans, <laughs> Dallas. Um, I'd say one. Denver. <laughs> Denver, Memphis – like that, like that's five or six teams that you're like, given where some scenario they could make it to the conference finals. I think Pelicans are just outside that, but I do believe they're a top seven. They will be in the postseason, breaking their 16 year streak. Oh, for sure. You know what I've noticed about the league? Tell us. And everyone says, oh, this league is a three point shooting league and a big man has died except for our two time MVP and Joel Embiid and all these other big men. You cannot be a successful top six team in this NBA on Eastern Eastern or Western Conference without having a downhill big man who can make plays and play some sort of defense. It is true. Yeah. And this is why this is why the Lakers struggled until Thomas Bryant got rolling. Right? This is why the Golden State Warriors struggle because of Kevon Looney is not a downhill. They settle on threes too much. Right. This is why, and they defensively they can't guard matchups. You look at the Portland Trailblazers are bad. This is why the Sacramento Kings are good because Sabonis is a All Star level big man that goes downhill and either gets layups or kicks out for threes. Every single team, if you look down the list, has one dude that can do that. Obviously, Boston, Robert Williams, Philly, Embiid, Milwaukee, Giannis. Brooklyn, Claxton, Cleveland, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, and Donovan Mitchell gets downhill, right? Miami, bam. New York, Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson, R.J. Barrett. Those guys go downhill. Uh, Atlanta, Clint Capella, John Collins. Indiana, Miles Turner, and the dude with the glasses. I, just, I forgot his name. Um, and then now <laughs> we're at 10. But now we're at 10, and Chicago's 10th, but they have an all-star level center, but he's not a rim roller. So to go to the West, Denver, okay, Jokic, easy. 
Memphis, Big Adams and Jaron Jackson Jr. and John Morant, downhill. Sacramento, De'Aaron Fox, downhill uh, with Sabonis. Sabonis, Sabonis is downhill guy, yeah. Huge. New Orleans, uh, all of them are down. Jackson A, Zion, <laughs> right? They have 16 motherfuckers that can jump out the rim. Dallas, the best screen and roll team in the league, Luka and uh, Dwight Powell. They have the most efficient screen and roll in the NBA. It's crazy, but it's true. The Los Angeles Clippers, big Zubach, okay? Phoenix, DeAndre Ayton. Utah is now eighth. Now, but they run an open offense where everyone almost rolls, but you see how many times Lori Marketing is booming on fools, and Kessler is yeah. a sleeper on a, as a center Kessler for a, whatever position. Balling. And then Minnesota, which is a weird thing. They're at nine. Should have Carlton Townsend. You would think they would be better going downhill, but Rudy Gobert only jumps one way. And he's pretty inefficient when it comes to Which switches. is where? Which is where? <laughs> he can't run. He, he's not an Ambi Turner. So if you're right-handed, he can't turn this way and catch a lob up behind him. He doesn't catch lobs with his left hand. So you have to be a left-handed yeah. driver. Dude, it's the truth. If you ever want. No, it, it, no it's funny because like, I, like you're going as like super nerdy. There's you're yeah. going yeah. super nerdy, like interest in, intricacies of dunking that people don't yeah. know. But I I love it because you're just like <laughs> when you said he's not an Ambi Turner, this shit made me laugh. Like he's really because there's guys he's that not. jump quick. There's some guys that jump fast. There's some guys that like go off one leg that go off two. They, like I know you know this as an athlete and you played. But I'm yeah, like yeah. when you see there's certain guys that like. If they get to a certain space or a certain thing, you're fucking, you're done. Yeah. And there's certain guys that just can't catch certain lobs. And it's just watching Rudy Gobert try and turn the other way. Like it fucks with. It oh, like, it, he, can't, catch, he can't screen and turn. And, but like he's running this way and can't turn. So imagine <clears throat> if I'm right-handed and Rudy Gobert sets the screen and I'm right, he can't turn that. It's hard for him to turn that way without stopping and then jumping up and getting the ball. So like, but if you're left-handed, he can do it and then run and catch the ball with his right hand closest to the rim and dunk this way. Right? That, like, it's, it's how I like to dunk. I could only run one way. I couldn't run the other way because I couldn't jump you can off dunk? my right foot. Channing, you can dunk? Oh, you know I could dunk. I used to. I dunked the you other day. Bunnies? at the. I was coaching this varsity. I don't know if I have bunnies. I'm more like LA Fitness, 24-hour uh, fitness. rabbits. Um, all right, last one. And we're ending on a high note because Rich had his burrito and he needs to go night night. <laughs> oh, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. <laughs> Lil Rich's birthday. Shout out hour. Lil Rich. Shout out Lil Rich. It's Happy his birthday. birthday. Happy birthday, Aww. big fella. Was he six? Eight. Oh shit. I'm a deadbeat <laughs> uncle. Uh make the case to NBA execs why the two of you should be guests on the Throw It Down with Bill Walton alternate okay. NBA broadcast. Did y'all that actually was... listen to that? I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> he talked where, about where, where did I miss this? About when was this? State. Yeah, last night. He said, oh. "Jump balls decide the fate <laughs> <laughs> of the universe." The, and dude, my home is the launching pad of the universe. <laughs> uh, I can't believe I missed this. I cannot, dude. He was he was just like talking Normally about people uh, text know, me. Uh, Corvallis, Oregon, talking about the rolling hills, you know, talking about all the, just Bill just going on. Here's why we Yo, his go on, his we notes his him. notes are crazy. No, his notes that he has like pages of shit. 
like people might think that that's off the cuff and random but he had like he's he's researching the the fucking natural forests <laughs> in random places like he's got like detail like it's not as it's it's like obviously it's bill so a lot of it's off the cuff but like when i when i sat next to him and did that ucla arizona game like you could see like oh this man he's got a lot of shit prepared He's going like, Dude. he's not, I mean, and none of it, none of it is basketball notes. I need to know this. I need to know this. So they shoot this at his house. And so they give you like a kind of behind the scenes and I, it has to be his man cave that they went into. And I need the most random thing that you'll find. Cause you guys have been there at Bill Walton's yep. house. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> well, I lied a lot. Yeah, I okay, lived so there for a couple the, years. What's one random the, thing the that TP, you would find The there? TP is random. There's beds everywhere. There's beds everywhere. Yeah. There's beds in the. There's like three beds in the backyard, spice because it's like his house is like a jungle. So there's just beds on different decks and in different places. And then there's like a bed in the living room, uh, and there's just beds <laughs> everywhere. And so. Like, like I tried to sleep outside, there. but it was yeah. wet. Like the hot, and I didn't know all... the lions. Yeah, the lions are because he lives near the San Diego Zoo. So you're like yeah. trying to get sleep, and these motherfucking lions. <laughs> you're like, man, what the fuck? And you're sleeping outside, right? You know, you had a couple of adults. Oh, and if you and like, if you no, sleep on like, yeah. if you sleep on the couch, <laughs> if you sleep or if you sleep on the bed in the living room, you always fight with the black cat. Right. And it was like, I kid you not. I, it took me like two times. And then like, what, like I, I one morning we were at breakfast and he was like, how'd you sleep? And I was like, dude, I can't fucking sleep. This is like, you were fighting with the black cat. And I was like, yes, what the fuck is that thing? Cause it doesn't do anything. It just like comes and like messes with you and wakes you up and then fucking leaves. And it was just like, that was like the running joke at the house that if you slept on the bed with the white, with the, uh, in the living room, but yes, Long story short, there are random beds everywhere. There's a TP with a bed in it. So like oh, wherever we could find, wherever crazy. we could whenever we could find a place to crash, it was just first come, first serve. We were just all like passing out in beds. Like yeah. Oh. There's a lot dude, of weird his shit. butterflies, his out. kites on the ceiling. His butterflies. His house, is, kites a, on his the house is decorated like a museum of like grateful dead art and like I'm talking about it's like Imagine Graceland for the Grateful Dead. That's his house. Yeah. That's impressive. I actually hope that he knows how much I adore and love him and just am so fond of him because someone on Twitter last night after I posted about um, that alternate broadcast with so much love, someone reminded me, Allie, do you remember when he came on the podcast with you and said, what's your name should again? We get Bill, should we get, should we get like Bill him. on? Should we get Bill on? God. Yes. You guys want to get Bill on the yes. pod? Let's I will intro and I will Let's close and I will let you guys just go. <laughs> Let's get, we might as well just Let's mute ourselves now. Just mute no. ourselves. Okay, I'll, I'll hit Bill up and see if Bill will come on the pod. He's so fucking funny. Oh my He's God, so that's funny. amazing. I, yeah, I suck at asking um, things, but I'll try. Channing, ask Bill. No, I'm not asking Bill. <laughs> I'll ask Bill. Why? Are you guys afraid I'm, of it? It's a joke. It's a joke. No, oh. no, it's a joke. <laughs> It's just like, he's like, he's like, you know, he's like, he's like your dad. You're like, hey, dad, can you come on the podcast? He's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Right? Channing, I would. Channing, my son, Richard and Channing. Oh, how are you doing? Where are you living, Oregon? What a a beautiful, beautiful place, (laughs) Oregon. You know, I lived there once, Channing. Yes, I'm aware of it, Bill. Right? 
Uh, they gave me a video, and I keep telling this story, about him riding from downtown Portland to the coast, which is an hour 20 drive. He would ride a bike and then take naps in fields and eat blackberries. <laughs> he does There's that now, by the way. He does like 100-mile like bike rides, like 25-mile yeah. back rides. Like he's That's like his yeah. thing. Like He's like in the whole suit with the helmet and this huge bike doing like doing like he like takes his bike all around like the country and and does like like rides and like crazy shout out bill he's a legend uh but did you guys just hear that beeping that's our cue we gotta go the trash oh yeah okay Uh, trash is here never fell never fell (laughs) i swear the trash trash comes five days a week it doesn't matter the time or the day it comes five days a week every day all day it's amazing right you guys are amazing you're amazing all right bye